0: Welcome to the Wax Museum. I'm Bridgette Watt, and I'm here with Jimmy the Talking Table. Hello, it is I, Jimmy the Talking Table.
1: <laughs> Theosaurus Rex. Greetings, all. It is I, the Theosaurus Rex, and the originator of this opening that Jimmy's Talking Table stole from me.
0: Oh, man, I should have <laughs> started with Theo. Yep. But whatever.
1: It's all good. feel, whatever
2: you do, I make it better.
0: Wow. <laughs> anything you can do, I can do better. And
2: I can do anything better than you.
1: I don't know. You don't have as short as arms as I do. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I can shorten
0: them. <laughs> go, gadget go, arms. No. That was ah. for the audio podcast. Right,
2: nobody um, knows what we're doing.
0: Right <laughs> video: Jimmy is mimicking theosaurus rex's small arms. I like to say
1: that they're small. S M O L L, small.
0: Oh yeah, that's something the kids use. Yes. Right? Yeah. I, no or, I don't know if they're doing that anymore.
1: Doesn't I matter. Re- I'm just keeping with it.
0: Yeah, whatever, man. We don't have to be cool. We're adults.
1: Exactly. Well, I'll say word, and like people like that was cool back in the day, but
2: back in the early '90s, word, yeah.
0: word. exactly. So, mm-hmm. so, so what do you what do you say now? Oh, okay, okay. Um, I learned a new one. Um, it's pog. What? what? Is that a card game? That's totally pog, which means That's... it's play of game. Is
2: oh. pogs? Those are those little round discs that they used to play games
0: with, right? That they used to collect the little pogs. Jimmy, Jimmy, you're old. We'll get to that Maybe later. That though. is correct, actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. So Jimmy had a question for the ADD master list. Okay. For our ADD stuff, um, is Santa Claus really Canadian? No, I think he came from Europe originally, and then Coca-Cola gave him a red. Suit. Yeah,
2: but didn't Justin Trudeau a couple of years ago declare that he was officially a Canadian? Oh, I don't know.
0: Ooh, I don't know if that counts, point. anyways. Probably Justin bleep, like, whatever.
2: Or if he does, is that an act of tyranny? Well, we don't, don't, get,
0: we, don't, we don't get political, dude, yeah. so. Sorry.
1: What? What is it? You always want to be political.
0: Yeah, man. So sorry. Is, I'm so bad. What is your deal, talking table? Yeah, um. <laughs> Eventually, you're gonna have to change the name of your podcast to Jimmy the Talking Table. No. <laughs> yeah. No. No, that, no. That's over here. No. Maybe we should like start a petition, and then like, if we get a thousand signatures, like legally you have to do what we say, right? Like, isn't that the deal with petitions? I- I think if we yes. were listen
2: I think if all of our podcasts were combined and we ran it every episode every year, I don't think we'd get a thousand listeners, let alone a thousand signatures.
1: Wow, <laughs> you have such. Uh, I don't even. I'm I'm so distraught about what you've just said. <laughs> well, we don't know. John John never
2: checks his stats, so we don't know what he gets. That's yeah, fair. man.
0: I'm too cool to check my stats.
1: But are you too cool for school? Too
0: cool, too cool. I'm not even going to, like, it's funny because um, there's all these artists that are posting their listens.
1: Yeah.
0: How many listens they got on Spotify. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. Although I was, like, I was saying to Zandy, because um, Tirefall, like, they posted theirs because they got a ton of listens. They got, like, two singles out, and it's crazy, right? Yeah. But um, I was, like, saying to him, I'm going to post it and then be like, I'm very disappointed in you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm good. Um, I'm just not a fan of stats. I'm I'm the best me I can be, okay guys? Well, I saw that. Oh, my Bluetooth speaker just shut off. I wasn't using it anyways. It's good. Hey, so Santa Claus, did you guys do Santa Claus growing up as kids? Yes.
1: I mean, for a little bit and then I like we stopped. Like it I, wasn't I a
2: big it was a, it was a very big deal for me when I found out
0: Wow. Okay, so for me, I was always told that parents lie to their kids about Santa Claus. That's a bunch was, of things. <laughs> I was like almost as like adamant about telling my friends about Santa Claus as I was about telling them about Jesus. No. And so I was that wow. kid. And I mean, it's something I've never really fully understood. Because I'm like, okay, so we're going to tell our kids that there's this invisible person in the sky um or being in the sky that you got to believe in um and then you also teach them that there's this guy that gives them gifts that they're supposed to believe in but then one day you tell them actually don't believe in the guy that gives you gifts but continue to believe in the being in the sky like is that ever a problem or is that
2: i don't think anybody except a cynic views that as a a, as a problem like yeah, I, I can see the logical connection there, but that's almost, I I think it's almost a cynical criticism that, you know, nobody really is taking overly serious. Nobody's like, well, I, I can't believe in God because you taught me about Santa Claus. I, I don't think anybody really tries to hold that argument up. Um, like, I, I think that just, you know, it's almost a rhetorical thing. And maybe you could say it lacks integrity and and. One leads to the other, but logically speaking, it would be a fallacy to conclude such. Just because A is not true doesn't mean B is not true.
0: Okay, but like Christians lying to their kids, is that is that like a sin?
2: They, they wouldn't—I don't think any of them would say it's a lie. They're just saying they're repeating a story and having, you know, a little mythological fun. They're engaging um, in a fairy tale would you
1: would you pair like santa claus the same with the easter bunny and like tooth fairy or do you think santa claus is separate because it's around christmas time or santa's on the top of the hierarchy of all of the
0: mythological creatures or teacher children it was it's interesting too because i was also taught that like santa claus um is a competitor to jesus right and so I think it, like, as I grew up, it was like, okay, I probably shouldn't be a jerk about this anymore. Um, and then, like, with our children, you know, we kind of taught them, like, Santa Claus did exist back in the old days. East. And there's a dude at the mall that dresses as him. And, like, don't spoil it for your friends. Uh-huh. And so my kids were less, you know, jerky with it.
1: And that's kind of, I think, how it was for us like we were i figured out there wasn't a santa claus because or well you know that they wasn't doing stuff because we i would give, give my parents my christmas list and they didn't tell me and like try to create like an image like there was one it was just a i was like uh you guys are actually santa claus aren't you and they're like yeah yeah we are <laughs> and, that, and that was it but that was like they know they didn't lie to us like now hmm. there would be some times where like they might put you know from such and such from santa but Mm. it wasn't like a you know that was like a very like normal kind of generic type gift but then Mm. we went through a time where um dad made um i think 300 taxable dollars the entire year and some people were donating stuff and then that got switched to jesus because people gave us money to be able to go to the store and buy presents oh and um so then at that point we um we stopped any sort of doing anything with Santa like we don't think it's wrong it was just say you know that he's not he's not doing it
2: for me I had to be told I was like fourth going into fifth grade and I was still talking about Santa on the school bus and one of my best (laughs) friends who was older than me like went home and told his mom who was you know good friends with the entire family and he's like mom Jimmy still believes in Santa Claus And my friend's mom called up my mom to say, Martha, oh my, uh, you need to tell your son he's going to get beat up. (laughs) Was that super (laughs) devastating to you, though, at the time? It it was, because I was just minding my own business, and it was like, I don't know, May. And my Mm. parents said, Jimmy, we have to have a conversation with you. And they put a chair in the middle of the kitchen table. Jimmy, we have to let you know, there's no Santa Claus. Wow. I like, just cold ripped right off the bandaid out of middle of nowhere. I was like, what do you mean? And I argued with him for like half an hour <laughs> over it. Like I was not anywhere on the spectrum as to even being remotely, you know, thinking that Santa Claus was a fictional character invented for my childhood amusement. Um, and so it was, it was devastating. And actually the coming year, I still didn't want to give it up. I was just like, but well, wait a second, the weatherman's in on it. He talks about every year when Rudolph <laughs> is flying over with Santa Claus, and they track him on the radar. So you're telling me he's lying? Like I just was like trying to go through all the people who had to be in on it, and it turns out it was the first conspiracy theory that was actually true.
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking it'd be funny like if your parents are like, so you know, you know Santa Claus? Yeah, we sent him to a nice farm. All right. <laughs> you know, just like your dog we we anyway. could uh, we
2: could unpack this story a lot more, maybe Emmanuel Marsh needs to come on, and we
0: should do like a full wax museum hour and a half on Santa Claus, all right,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so all right. we talk about the real St Nicholas who punched heretics, woo,
2: woo. He didn't really do that. That's just yes, urban legend. It's as mythological as the fact that Santa rides around the North Pole with reindeer.
1: He punched a heretic. He almost lost his um That's his ability true. to do stuff. This That's is-
0: like the dude that used to heal people by punching them in the stomach. That was Smith Wigglesworth. Yeah. It's kind of whack. Anyways. Hey, so uh it's funny, um, you got, like, American Thanksgiving, which is, like, way later than, like, real Thanksgiving. Um, and then you got, like, uh, I, I I posted, and I'm like, so when's American Halloween? <laughs> 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 which I'm like, I should have got way more laughs than I did on that, because that's really funny. But on on Facebook. So hopefully all the ADD mastermind, you know, listeners had a good laugh over that one, because it's funny. Um. So you were asking, Jimmy, is there an American Christmas and a Canadian Christmas? Well, clearly we celebrate the same dates. Do you guys do, so obviously December 25th is Christmas. um, Do you guys do Boxing Day? I have no idea what Boxing Day is. No, because
1: we're people of culture. We don't believe in barbaric sports where people punch one another for fun (laughs) while skating around on the ice or whatever the heck it is you Canadian people do. Oh, man.
0: Hockey's the best sport. It's the only sport. But anyways. <laughs> um,
1: no, we don't. You know, we don't So, celebrate so like, it.
0: Boxing Day is, like, there's always Boxing Day sales and all this stuff. And we, So, it's, like, before, like, we used to not have Black Friday. Yeah. Um, and then you would get, like, money for Christmas, and you go Boxing Day to shopping, because everything was on sale on Boxing Day. Um, do you guys so, have any kind of sales after Christmas?
2: Is Boxing Day the day after Christmas? christmas in canada
0: yeah it is yeah so
2: it's when you take your money and go buy the stuff on sale that you really want
1: that you didn't get
0: yeah i'm not even sure why it's called boxing day i was like, gonna ask like they're boxing up stuff it has nothing to do with punching people
1: but yes we have um sales after christmas are typically called after christmas sales yeah So know, know it's the it's boxing crazy. day sales no we don't we don't acknowledge next thing that. you're gonna tell
0: me is you don't have bagged milk <laughs> well that's that's accurate well santa isn't real yeah what's... this show is just
2: really going down the toilet really quick
1: <laughs> terrible stinks. Right. it stinks it yeah. stinks
0: <laughs> that's a visual gag Um, you guys would have to watch the video to get the visual gag of that one I'm not even gonna explain that with description. No, you videos.
1: gotta just watch it both of them.
0: You you audio only people. You know what's funny because I'm normally an audio only person, so but I mean there's somebody who watches the videos, I think. Maybe. <laughs> you don't <like> <laughs> I don't do stats, so whatever. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> okay, I I okay, so uh another Jimmy one. I don't like materialistic lifestyles, but I do like a materialistic Christmas. But you're the bank guy. Like I thought you're all materialistic and stuff.
2: yeah, yeah, normally that's that's that, that's what we promote. that's what we sell. Uh, <laughs> that's what we sell. we We want you to buy all the stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, personally speaking, I don't think we should be like a highly materialistic people. M- materialism shouldn't be the center of our life. But mm-hmm. when it comes to celebrating the holidays, I think, you know, the idea of celebration and festivities and feasting and stuff like that, the holidays are supposed to be extra. So I think, you know, as long as it's still within your budget and you're not going Mm. into debt and you're not having to sell the farm in order to, you know, get it. I think your your Christmases and holidays, you know, Easter's and Fourth of July, you know, it should be extra. There should be something that you use that you do that's unique and over the top um otherwise it's just another day let you me... guys do you guys do fourth of july gifts uh my birthday is on july 2nd
1: so kind of <laughs> that's because the dad's real birthday july is. like
0: the real fourth of july is july 1st so
1: oh yeah it's canada day
0: yeah Ooh. yeah Ooh, this... you even knew what it was called look at you yeah, yeah well, like, like you, so my guys,
2: um like your we... declaration of independence to like the mid 1800s or something
0: it was our declaration, oh, we're getting political, but it was our oh. declaration of, like, can we can we please have our own country? And they were like, okay, cool. Yeah,
1: the Canadians the were so nice. Yeah, they were just, like, the British people <laughs> were like, go ahead, go ahead, they're good.
2: If if us Americans would have learned, waited a little, been a little patient, waited 75 years and learned some manners, yeah. it would have happened, too. Exactly. May, mayhaps.
0: According to John MacArthur, yeah, so. Oh. Uh-huh. But we won't get political. Um, Romans fourteen. Rosette. Romans fourteen.
1: Always. Always. Romans do,
0: twelve. Always do what your leader yeah. says. Um,
1: yeah, twelve get, is the government.
0: Christmas yeah. songs during Sunday morning worship. So. Do you guys I, find that weird? Like, do you feel like that that kind of interrupts like your normal worship experience? Like when you're singing like "Old Little Town of Bethlehem" or
1: that's uh why i asked that because i'm leading worship on uh oh Sunday. That was cute. yeah we um we were um we actually we led worship last week and then i um, are leading worship again this week and we had some requests to do some kit some kitchen songs some christmas songs mm-hmm. and so we're putting in one okoma come manual yeah and um but then some of the people are like oh that's because i thought about what if we do all of them but then we're like you can't really like in my opinion, I mean, you can. It is possible. But it's not as easy to come into, like, worship and stuff like that when you're singing Christmas carols. So I like to splice them in there, but I don't think they should be a replacement for your entire worship, like, time. So I want to know what y'all thought about it. I think I it de- depends.
0: I think it depends on, like, the culture at your church, Right. Because, I mean, there's churches where you can do like a full like hymn set of carols. You almost just have a separate night that's carols, you know, like that's a great experience for everyone. Um, But I've been like, you know, at the downtown church here in Calgary. um, And they did like just a normal worship set, but they kind of broke into like, oh, come let us adore him. Just that chorus. And it's like, it's beautiful. Also, like, Hillsong did a bunch of Christmas stuff that kind of fits with, like, worship music. So yeah. there's there's options with that. He, here's the what key did? Christian, or St. Uh, uh, Thea Sorcerer uh, he,
2: This is what you need to do. You just need to Chris Tomlin the sucker and add, like,
1: oh, a not no, chorus do that. line.
2: If you add, like, a ridiculous chorus line to, like, mix it in with Amazing Grace or something. And, uh, you know... Or start just, reciting the Apostles Creed all of a sudden in the middle of the song.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Actually, at one
1: point I did, um, I did, um, a Hail Marys because <laughs> I was really frustrated with what was happening and I just broke into a Hail Mary. That's a I'd like to thank thing, you For right? acknowledging the fact that as a dinosaur I am still a Christian. So yes,
2: brother, yes, brother. Yes, uh, brother. Theosaurus. Oh,
1: oh yeah, brother Rex. That's brother one Rex. thing. I'm going to I've Small church that is in the country, not a small country church, and people call me brother and I'm like, and then they say like bro, you know my name, and it's like in like in on the slides and whatnot, I'm like bro what is, what what is it oh Joseph, yeah, I was like, are they trying to be like cool but then I realized. It's for brother, and then because I've never done that in any of the churches I've been to. Oh, wow, like
2: that was pretty much my early church experience, and I, I actually went to a church that didn't do that and or seldom did it, and I almost thought it weird that they weren't doing it.
0: In I trouble. think we should do the whole family of God thing more often. Absolutely. Like I think that's that's a really cool thing to kind of have that chosen family, right? Yeah. Um, I when I uh when I worked in my office (laughs) right now I work at home, but when I worked in my office, um, I used to, we used to go for shawarmas and there was a place, it's actually called Calgary shawarma. And, um, the guy that owns it is Muslim and his, his, uh, it would be closed at certain times during the day. And you would come like a lot of times right after his prayer time, because he'd be gone for prayer Ah. and he'd come in and he'd just be the most like, you know kind of like zen or whatever like just very yeah. calm right and then he's like what can i get for you brother and i was just like and i love this guy
1: <laughs> this guy's so nice
0: yeah <laughs> but that that idea of calling people brother i'm like i want to do more of that
1: brother.
0: yeah but like not like not like not like hulk hogan brother Be, oh. be the ch- brother <laughs> be the change you want <laughs> to be brother, brother. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, what makes a good pet name? That's funny that you asked that, or who who asked that? Was that you, Theo, or was that nope. Jimmy? I did. It was Jimmy. Okay. Uh, I should like we should play a game where I guess who wrote these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Style. What makes a good pet name, and why do we generally generally not name our pets names that sound like human names? I've never met a dog named John, Jimmy, or Saint Theosaurus Rex. What are the rules for choosing pet names? It's funny you ask because um, I actually um, my family's getting a dog for mm. Christmas. Nice. And um, we were trying to come up with a name, and I, I took one look at him and he's a, he's a Yorkie. He's just this adorable little dog. Charles. And I was like, his name is Stanley.
1: Ooh. I like <laughs> and it took that. a little
0: while, and the family caught on to it, and they're like, Stanley. His name is Stanley. And so, I mean, I, I get, that's a human name. It's not a human name you hear super con, commonly, though, right? Right. And um, it just it suits a, a little name. dog. So like, what makes a pet name? I don't know. I had a, pet, pet, a cat named Canuck who passed away a couple summers ago. That's a cool name. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, I always wanted a cat named Canuck. I don't really know why. I'm a big Canucks fan, I guess. But, like, I just thought it'd be cool to name it after that. I was going to start naming them after, like, Canucks players, you know, like, Linden, <laughs> <Lyndon>, Buray. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's
2: it, it's weird, though. Like, I've never—it's un- like, you don't use any names that are popular current names. You can use older, retired names, but I've never heard somebody call, like, their dog Margaret or something, or Gertrude.
1: Um, <laughs> but... It seems like it's more like the guys <laughs> <thing>. <laughs>
0: Karen. Karen, shut up, Karen! I'm doing a podcast. Stop barking, Karen.
2: <laughs> She's
0: Karen's such a little the dog. Oh, okay. That's the title of this podcast: Karen the Dog.
2: <laughs> oh, this is so. My, sad. my dog name is Ka- my dog Karen.
1: <laughs> my dog Karen. Just <laughs> so got like be- the haircut. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> <be so> <laughs> You can find pictures online where they've done that, even the but, dog. You know,
2: it's interesting because my wife and I were like, we have a 16-year-old dog, and so we realize that there's a very good chance that he's probably going to pass away, you know, relatively yeah. soon. Although yeah. I theorize, you know, he'll actually live to be 20 just to make us mad. Um, <laughs> but we're like ready for him to go. He's like anyway. Um, but we talk wow. about uh, He's 16. He can't walk unless we pick him up. Um, he pees Uh, he has to wear a diaper so yeah we're at that stage yeah we're at that stage he doesn't even realize we're there anymore like he 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 has no affection towards us any we're just his caregivers at this point Mm. and and, but anyway so we talk about what our next dog is going to be and like we've kind of uh landed on two dogs that we want to get and we've landed on names from ghostbusters movies like Mm -hmm. vanquish Like, I'm like, Venkman would be a great name, like Peter Venkman. Oh,
1: that's crazy. I like that.
2: And my wife's like, well, one of them should be named Gozer.
1: Oh, Gozer the Gozerian. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's
2: like, that's something pretty next level. But like, my idea has also been like, why don't we just call it DOG? Like. I don't know where that's from. That's something, that's mine. (laughs) There's no, that's not from anywhere. That's from me. I'm oh, gonna, I want. I just want to name my next dog Dog. It D-O-G. has like a Star Wars like feel to it, like it Yoda. Does have...
0: But its name mm-hmm. is just the letters D O G. Jimmy, Jimmy, you'll never top Karen the dog. Karen the dog. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's that really dog true. has attitude. <laughs> my dog up. would like to speak with your manager. Yes.
2: <laughs> It pumps everything. No.
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, wasn't there a show? Okay, so like the typical like Karen photo is like this blonde lady from TLC. I can't remember what the name of the show was. But that haircut was very popular at that time. Yes. And she had like, I think they had a whole bunch of kids or something. They had like sex tuplets or something like that.
1: <laughs> and sex
0: yeah sex tablets um anyways but yeah it actually came from a tlc show that yeah tlc you guys have tlc right yeah yeah, yeah that's american thing. how
1: that's how i watch uh 90 day fiance
0: oh reality
1: tv yeah so that's the way you do it <laughs> uh hey. our our dog is named uh leia after the princess well oh. that's nice
0: it's nice. So, and then we've it's had nice. Juliet
1: and Romeo and um uh Luciano was one of them.
2: Does she like to lick her brother? No. Good.
0: and Karen.
1: Not quite Karen.
0: No Karen yet. Karen. Somebody name their dog Karen and send me a photo <laughs> of their dog.
1: I have sent to the ADD Facebook <laughs> thing uh <laughs> two pictures of Karen dogs. <laughs> I, we should just like post those pictures
0: and be like <laughs> it'll be the most it'll be the most
2: clickbaity uh podcast episode yet yes
1: i are not all talking about see going through the master list dun, 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 dun. nope no uh no real talk about karen
2: the, the, they have to endure all the santa claus and holiday crap before they get to any conversation about the dog
0: so I I was listening to, like, uh, a podcast where they were talking about the French Revolution. I, I never really studied the French Revolution, but, like, without getting political. Can we, can we pause for a second? Yo. Uh-huh.
1: I would like to say how much I appreciate that transition. I know that it's really, <laughs> we're ever talking about dogs and clickbait, and you're like, so I was listening to something on the French Revolution, and I haven't, <laughs> all, it's so, I love it so much. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. I just had to point it out in this moment. Yeah, man, that's the
0: fun of this game, this show. Um, Oh, yeah, anyways.
1: um, And so they
0: were talking about, like, the French Revolution, never really studied it, but the way the guy kind of summed it is, like, a lot of people died. And then when all is said and done, there were a lot of people that were just like, can we just go back to the way things were before? And it's like, and it kind of got me thinking, it's like, we always talk about revolution. Like, I remember there was, like, a, Audio Adrenaline song that said, are you too comfortable to to join the revolution? Yeah. But what it, what it made me think about is like with revolutions, there's always massive collateral damage. And we don't think about the collateral damage. Like we just want to get from point A to point B. It doesn't matter what happens in between. So if we take this out of the political sphere and put it into like maybe the church, or you know a business, and you say I want revolutionary change. It's like, are we thinking about you know the secondary consequences or the um, unintended consequences of this radical change? Like, is this radical change really necessary? And um, what I I heard this I think on a podcast where they're like, change is kind of like a chessboard. Like, there's a certain way that things are supposed to go. And you can make change, but if you go outside of the rules of the chessboard, it's chaos. Mm. What do you think?
2: I'm reminded of the Keith Green song, So You Want to Go Back to Egypt. <laughs> yes. Uh. So when the the revolution fails or it doesn't go as you thought the revolution would, you want to go back to Egypt where it was warm and secure.
1: <laughs> mm. I, For the record... Wow, we are just like this topic has been awesome. We got the great transition. We're quoting Keith Green. That's I don't even know why I should talk right now. Just
0: watching Um, watching the magic.
1: We should have a moment of silence. We should (laughs) because it'll never get this good again. Um, what was the question? I'm sorry.
2: The revolutions. I
1: um. Is there a certain way that change should happen? Oh, thank you. Okay, sorry. But I like legit totally lost it. Um mm-hmm. I think that there's, there is in many ways um without getting political, there is a um a political theory that talks about um peaceful transferences of power between global hegemonies like how um, the UK was the global power up until like the 1800s. And then the U S took over um, for that global hegemony spot. Well, maybe actually Mm. further into the 1900s. And that was the first time in world history where there was a peaceful transition of global hegemonic power, because we didn't fight a war with the UK to become the global superpower. It just kind of happened, but that's so, Mm. um, And so – and what they're afraid is that when – because they're – now the theory is kind of that China will take over that spot, and we don't know that it would be a peaceful transfer of power. So it's it's very interesting with that. So, But I don't don't say that to get political, but just, like, the idea of peaceful transitions of power in a large, um, like, global sense is not always – it's pretty much unheard of. And so I think when we – And then if you look at, like, with the church, when you go with the Protestant um, Reformation and everything, like, that wasn't peaceful. More Christians died during that time than Mm. under Roman persecution. Um, But I think that we have a... um, But I think that the tactics of things have changed now. So whereas now we're not going out there, like, let's say you've got, like, the, the more progressive Christians and... And I'm not talking about just like politically, but just like and some of their beliefs, you know, not being as orthodox in terms of things like they're not going out there and like murdering people who are more conservative or more orthodox in their beliefs. They're going out there and like they'll cancel them, quote unquote, you know, like using cancel culture and stuff like that. Um, So. But with that said, so if we take all that, put that over to the side. Um, if you look at, like, church breaks up, church break or church splits, and things like that, um, even if though we're not killing one another, the church always suffers, and the people suffer, and things aren't good, um, and I think a lot of times that's because they don't wait for revolution, for, like, they're not listening for, like, a God revolution, they're listening to a, I want things my way, and you're not doing things my way so we're going to split up and go our own ways and i think it's all based on caring uh, the dog it is based on caring well not quite but i think it's Sorry, based I just on i in no you good i think it's based on the um, what are the motives behind it um, and so and I, I don't know i just i think that's part of it cuz like We had talked, like, last time I was on here about the the one deacon guy who got really upset with me and all that kind of stuff and all that kind of things. Like, um, he's going to be stepping down after Mm. whatever. And it wasn't because I pushed for it, because I think I had asked a question, like, hey, should I, you know, what this person did was unbecoming of a deacon, should I push for them to resign? And, like, I was talking to my pastor based on some of the advice that you guys had given, and I was like what should I do? And he was like, well, don't worry, this, this gentleman's stepping down. And mm-hmm. it's because the Holy Spirit convicted the gentleman and said, hey, what you did was uncalled for, and um, I need to work on you a little bit before you step back into a leadership position. And so that's going to be a peaceful transference of power or transfer of power. Mm-hmm. And I think it depends on what the Holy Spirit is doing. And is the Holy Spirit working? And are we being patient in our revolutions to do things the way that God wants to do?
0: It's almost like it's evolution versus revolution, right? Because it's like, because there may be times where it's a revolution and there's other times, you know, where it's going to be an evolutionary change that happens over time. And it seems to me more often than not, God works through an evolutionary change where it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't fit our timeline. We want change now. But it's like, when we want change now, it's usually evolutionary. When we're not ready for change, it's revolutionary. Yeah. <laughs> it's always kind of like, it's like, it's often the way we don't want it. It's almost like we have a sinful nature that goes against God's what? plan.
1: This is crazy. Really? Well, if you look at like, so we're about to be celebrating Christmas and everything. The Jewish leaders at the time, they were not ready for anything to be like, you know, upheaved and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. at least from the inside, like what Jesus did where they're you know, the Romans were doing their thing and whatnot. And then Jesus was like, uh-uh, we're gonna totally change up the way that I'm the Messiah, da da da. Um whereas nowadays we're just like, okay, maybe cool, it might be. It's um anyway, so yes, I, I say it's to just affirm what you were saying. So, so like so you're I- not ready for it. And then like then we pray for like revival, we pray for revolutions. And it's just it's just a slow progression of things. It may or may not happen right away. We may not see it in our generation. Um, who knows?
2: Since somebody mentioned the word evolution, I want to just state I'm a young Earth creationist, and of course, that you I, know, Jimmy, that I believe God literally created the world in six days. Rest Finally,
1: seven. something we can agree on.
0: I think He created the Earth or the world in seven minutes.
2: Ooh. That's heresy. There's no way it could have happened that quick.
0: The uh, today like a minute or whatever. But God's slow. <laughs> but it was a revolutionary change. Hey, so so my friend on my friend on Facebook, um, Jeremy, um, he posted this and I thought it was brilliant. Wouldn't it be brilliant of our enemy to use our opponents to promote the truth so as to turn our opinion against it that'd be pretty brilliant if you ever did that right
1: i think so um for the the whole the whole reason is like you've got these people who are just like wow ah, this this group this ideology this belief system bad and these da blah, 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 good and it's like and so I could totally see, and that's like one of the things like where my parents really focused on me is it's not who's saying it, it's what is the message. And if the message is is truth then we accept that and then we, but we're critical of the source um, that it comes from instead of being critical of the truth that is there. I mean, you're critical of everything, you know, you're always critical of everything, but you can accept the truth without um, accepting the source. Yeah. See, and the that's... thing
0: The thing is, like, Karen the dog will bark at anything.
1: Any, it doesn't so, matter. So, so <laughs> don't
0: listen to Karen the dog. Because we all have an inner Karen the dog when it comes to our ideological opponents.
1: Don't lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, we're past that. I might have killed that one.
2: I missed it. I didn't understand that. What happened? <laughs> he who laughs last is slowest. So that's
0: okay, okay. So, yeah.
2: You can explain just, it to me in the after. Know,
0: just what I think, Jimmy, is that we all have an inner Karen the dog, and we should not listen to Karen the dog. Okay. Who says, oh, this is the guy that always speaks lies. Therefore, everything he has to say is a lie. And it's like, well, maybe maybe the guy that always speaks lies speaks the truth sometimes. Right. Maybe. maybe. I think we got to stop writing people off. And I think, you know, as much as we talk about cancel culture, and it's like, oh, those guys, they always do cancel culture. It's like, you know what? Honestly, it doesn't matter what your school of thought is. I think we all kind of have certain people that get written off within our circles. Nice. And, like, Theo and I have an affinity or we really like Rob Bell. We're not supposed you to like him. It. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's one <clears throat> that's one of the people we canceled. <clears throat> Anyways,
1: that some people canceled I have I hate we're wrapping up our um with my youth the first book that we did we did was a book about <clears throat> what is the Bible from Rob Bell. So Rob Bell. Yeah, from Rob Bell. Oh, Rob awesome. Bell.
2: BB. Yeah. BB for short, that's what I call him. Brother Bell, BB.
1: Well, yeah. and then a lot of times you get the the people who are like the cancel culture, like they're just as canceling and they're just as like, you know, in the Star Wars community and really geeked them and stuff like that. They're talking about gatekeepers. And it's like, well, the gatekeeper, the people who are against gatekeepers are just as much of gatekeepers as the gatekeepers. So oh. it's just, it's all everyone's just everyone's a gatekeeper in their own mind and so people who are protesting against cancel culture and just writing people off because they believe whatever are in many cases just as bad as the people that they're going against it's that whole thing of whatever you focus on is that what you become and so if you're so focused on people who are different being bad then you're going to become anyway it's it's terrible humans are terrible
0: i have a tendency to walk towards whatever karen the dog barks at so
1: well, then you're rocking towards the So I'm like, this,
0: this must be intriguing.
1: Yes, this person must be in control.
0: They <laughs> must they must be saying something interesting if everyone's getting angry. Really? Karen's full of crap. No, <laughs> 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 oh, another poop thing. All right, funny. Yeah. So uh, I will say
1: I worked at Best Buy over um, Black Friday. We did not run into any Karens. I, well, for it we didn't have. Any Karens act in a very Karen-like manner.
2: When I worked in retail, Black Friday was always the best time of year to me.
0: Now, to be honest, this whole, like, Karen thing, I'm like, it bothers me that they pick someone's name and they use it. Right. Because there's a lot of ladies named Karen, you know, who I'm like, they're not like that. Um, The other thing is, why is it a female name? Like, why is there no male name for someone like that? There is. Is there? What is it?
1: Kevin's, Kyle's, Ken's.
0: Really though, I have not heard anyone say that. I, I've heard, I've seen it used. Hmm. It, well, it, because a weird. lot of times
1: we there are other colorful metaphors that we use towards <laughs> guys who do that that that's true are associated and, with genitalia. And, yeah, we
0: do that with women too. Though. And
2: Karen's just a substitute <laughs> for a word that rhymes with witch,
1: so. Like a like a. Dog. Oh man. Yes. I oh my bad. goodness. I feel bad testing. for titling it, the it podcast the way pumped. I
0: did, but like. Do too we right now.
2: Beep, do we have to start beeping out Karen now?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think so. Beep. <laughs> okay, so I was listening to um, the Conan O'Brien a Conan O'Brien interview. Um, He was being interviewed on NPR and somehow they came up to the topic of like how, you know, when people criticize you, a lot of times what your tendency can be, and someone like Conan O'Brien, his tendency is to be so hard on himself that whatever someone throws his way is not going to hurt him, right? Right. It's like self-flagellation is a form of taking control. It's like, oh, you're going to beat me up for this thing I did? Well, I already beat myself up. I'm black and blue already. You can't do anything to me, right? And to the same kind of along the same lines, uh, self-depreciating humor does the same thing. Mm, Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And so you kind of say, okay, well, I'm going to address the fact that I'm getting I'm getting gray hair in my chin before anybody says it or whatever, right? Yeah. Although I'm kind of proud of my gray hair, but like whatever. Um, but it's like it's a form of taking control. And it's like it's funny how that works, how, you know, there's things that you do that you're not actually thinking about and you realize afterwards, oh, this is a trick that I do. Um, ah. Like, for example, for me, somebody said to me, Wow, John, you really you use sarcasm as a way to cut people. Like you sh- you use your sarcasm or like humor to cut at the issue in kind of an underhanded way, and it can be very hurtful. And I was like, I have no idea that's what I'm doing. But I think a lot of times my humor isn't just for the sake of humor. Like there's actually I'm using humor to point out something. Yeah, and it can be hurtful. Do you guys have things like that that you do that like someone's pointed out to you and you're like, oh, I don't realize I do that.
1: Um, I would say that in in many ways I'm I'm kind of like you and that I use sarcasm, or um, one of the ways that I know I'm a um I'm an Enneagram one is um because I was really it's actually when I took the test um two beat it out by like one point but i don't associate with like you know if you do the the last like you know what are you at your worst i don't match two but i'm like perfectly with matching one anyway but the whole thing is so i'll use my um my intellect to make fun of people that without them realizing it and like and so i'm kind of cruel about that
0: so enneagram one is the perfectionist
1: no that's the um the uh oh no the reformer the revolutionary the um <laughs>
2: are you looking up your astrological sign the reformer or?
0: do you know what your christian astrological sign is jimmy
2: uh the christian one it's uh the apostle paul <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no enneagram four is the reformer. enneagram one is the reformer you're right yeah
1: that's what um, so, so like, at mean, unhealth- you want things to be better, and so you will reform them. Is that? That's kind of the thing. Like, I I want things to be the best that they can be, and I want people to be the best that they can be, and I want to help them achieve that. But on unhealthy, I can become self-righteous, intolerant, inflexible, um, mm-hmm. be- condemnatory towards others. Um, sometimes cruel um, due to their falling short of things. Oh.
0: Uh
1: and um i can be very severe in judgments while rationalizing my own actions i like read that and i was like hmm that's me next yeah and yeah um,
0: well that's how it was for me too is like once i read like the negative side of the enneagram 4 i'm like yeah that's me yeah and it's just like very very governed by emotion and i mean all of it is what is your primary motivation for what you do yeah so, like, if I were to ask Jimmy, it's like, Jimmy, what, what do you think is your primary motivation for what you do, typically? To glorify God.
1: <laughs> okay, now we're not in Sunday school <laughs> right now. Let's try again. You to enjoy Him forever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I don't know. I,
0: I, I'd, I'd say performer. Be, uh, you like what? your stats. Like, your stats are interesting to you. Does it? I, I think maybe, not to interrupt, but.
2: No, I missed what
0: you said. I I, I think wasn't. you may be a performer. I think Absolutely. that may be your primary thing is that you like to perform well. Absolutely. So at work, like at work, you like to perform well. But I think also, you know, looking at your podcast stats and stuff like that, like that kind of stuff matters to you. Yeah. And that's what makes you better at what you do, too. Right.
2: Yeah, there there's a lot of truth to that. I And not only performance and as like, I'm going to do well at work or I'm going to try to you know, I'm going to judge how well my podcast is doing by the stats, but even just like if I'm hanging out with people, there's, you know, a showy performance that goes on. You know, I, I got to let people really? know how awesome I am. Uh, do, you,
0: do you find you, you find yourself doing that?
2: Um, well, as far as like trying not performances and like trying to truly get to see people how awesome I am, um... But as far as like doing something that magnetizes the room hmm. and injects flavor into what's happening, and to make you know to inter- interject levity, it gives me kind of a sense of control. If there's a hmm. sense of humor going on, I guess, and I'm telling the joke and people are going along with it, then they're going along with me. Um, and
0: they'll go wherever I take them. <laughs> uh, ah. This is feeling like a therapy session, hey. Yes, yes. So, uh,
1: tell me about your mother.
0: <laughs> were, her, were her arms as short as yours? <laughs> I don't know. Were they? <laughs> uh, my mother was Karen the dog. No. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's that's that's, that's cheap. Yeah, I'm not talking about my mom. My mom is practically perfect in every way, so.
1: That's good. That doesn't surprise me.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. explain so much. Yeah, hey, sure. um yeah, mama's boy. Um hey, I uh, there's a book that was put out by the creators of Netflix. It's called No Rules Rules. And basically what they did is they created this um corporation where instead of them having a ton of rules, they basically said, we don't want to have any rules at our company. We just want to hire the right people. And kind of the idea was that you hire the right people that will make good decisions. And if people make bad decisions, they get fired. And um, so one of the things that we're talking about is the difference between leading by context versus leading by control. Leading by control would be, I describe exactly how I want you to do the thing, and then you go do it. And I judge your performance based on how you followed my um, instructions. But leading by context would be to say, this is what the goal is, and then allowing this person that you hired that's very good at their job to go and do it. so I've, I'm thinking about that. I'm like, does that is that a better model to follow?
1: I've I, legit done the um the context thing like so I've had I had a in one of the jobs we had busy season. And so I had an intern or mm-hmm. I call I affectionately called them my minion. And so I would say, OK, here's what we have to do before lunch. This, this, this. Um, What would you like to do? And I will do these other things or, you know, whatever it is. So I'm going to prioritize this. You know, what would you do? And so we worked together because she was while I had more authority to do things just because I, you know, I was full time employee. Um, Some of the stuff we had to do was just real, like generic basic work. Like it didn't matter if I did it or she did it. And so and she was perfectly capable of doing it herself. And so I was just like, hey, this needs to be done. And then she did it. And like there were some times when like we are first working with her um, at the beginning of the thing where it was like, Hey, here's how I do this. But then it was just like, okay, cool. We just got, this is what we have to do before lunch. And then we both worked on it. And if I finished before her, then I'd go to the next thing and so forth and so on. It worked great. I loved it, but she was also extremely competent and able to, to do things um, her own and, and manage her own time. And she was mature in that sense. So there are other people who I would never have done that in a million years with.
0: It's having the right person. They also said, like, if it's like a safety sensitive kind of position, you you got to lead by control. Like if it's more artistic, yeah. then context yeah, is better. I, I was I
2: was going to say leading by context versus control. Well, what's the context if you're doing an artistic thing, then like Netflix is doing, yeah. you know, doing something that in the grand scheme of things doesn't really matter, um, <laughs> you know, then then it, it's then. That context thing is great. No rules all day long. Run with that. However, if you work at where I work, like the big bad bank, you know, we kind of had a, uh, in years gone by, a uh, motto at the big bad bank that I work for, uh, run it like you own it. And as a result, we had dozens of different businesses within the bank that ran the bank, their line of business. However the heck they wanted to right and that ended up getting out of control and there was a lot of scandals that have hit the bank that I work for that have involved yelling matches with Congress women um, wow. and congressmen because of all the scandals that resulted is everybody just doing what was right in their own eyes. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ooh, I, I made it biblical all of a sudden. It's getting real. Yeah, you did. Um, give me an amen, brother uh, Rex. Amen. It's, it's part of your personality, though, right? But, but where where I do, the, the control and rules absolutely matter every single time. And there is little to no room for anything but the rules because of the not only all the regulations that we have to comply with, um, for legal reasons, but also because of the great amount of damage that we could inflict on the financial lives of the customers that come to our bank and rely on us to, you know, help them accomplish their financial goals. So if we were to do the lead by context stuff, well, we're just going to end up in scandal and hurting people all over again. Whereas since then, we've tried to right the ship, and we've got a huge into compliance. And regulatory stuff and we're kind of turning things around and it's getting better but uh, i think if we had played by the rules and strictly by the rules to begin with we probably wouldn't be where we are today and so that's that
0: hey so uh you three guys you're on or the three three guys me included I'm Maybe? talking to a third person about myself. <laughs> yeah. So all three of us are on Twitter. Have you guys seen um, Korean Dad? I haven't. Mr. Kim? No. No, it's like, so check it out sometime. This guy is like the new Mr. Rogers. Interesting. Yeah, it's so interesting. He's like, hello, this is your Korean Dad. And then he like does this. <laughs> and I'm just like, I feel like. I feel like we all need a Korean dad right now. And so, anyways, if you guys get a chance, um, check it out on TikTok. Um, A lot of, like, Twitter has been raving about this guy. And it actually is, like, it's good for the soul. He's just, I don't know how he does it. It's magic. He's just got, like, this this gentleness about him that is, like, yeah, I think we all need a Korean dad. I'll have to look that up. Hey, somebody put loaves and fishes. I don't know if that was me or. I don't know. It wasn't that me. Must have been mine. Have been mine. It so, it was thinking about like how I guess maybe where I was going with this is uh, how like God often gives us things that look small initially, but they turn out to be like the loaves and fishes, and it's like be be faithful with the small things. Like I'd almost say like Jimmy, your situation you know, with the podcast and you're just tweeting and you're faithfully doing your podcast. And then all of a sudden you get a call from a radio station. And was it Pittsburgh? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, hey, you want to come on our show? And it's like, how do you know who I am? Right.
2: <laughs> it, it's kind of like those uh, emails I get from Nigerian princes. <gasps> Man, I'm, I need one of those. <laughs> Don't we all Uh, No, Yeah, I I think there's something to do that, that, you know, it kind of goes back to my entire dreaming small mantra, you know, just faithfully doing what the Lord puts in your hand and not trying to and don't get too big for your britches instead of dreaming about how you can take cities for Jesus and reach 10,000 people and build this great mega church and, you know, do this great international thing just look around you and see who needs help and go serve them and be faithful in serving them. And if something bigger comes out of that, then fantastic and great, and and that should be encouraged. Um, but uh, if you're not just looking to, you know, make the most of what the Lord has given you in your immediate context, uh, then I think that gets into some dangerous stuff.
0: Well, I think part of it too is like, those loaves and fishes, it's like those loaves and fishes could very well just remain as the loaves and fishes. Right. Or it could be lots of loaves and lots of fishes. That wasn't as profound as I wanted it to be. Help me out, Theo.
1: Nope. You're, you're on your <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, I know you asked
0: this. Do you like your own social media posts? What? Why would I ask that? as you do oh
1: wait hold up i feel bad now i i left uh, <laughs> i left john by himself for like comedic effect. <laughs> it's
0: all good that was funny
1: <laughs> okay i'm not fine we'll just leave it there i'm gonna pull a costanza next topic let's go yeah
0: you know the thing
1: anyways no, okay. You if if you like your own social media, I don't know who why you put this whoever did it or whatever. If you Keep like your own me. social media posts, you have a problem. There is no reason on this side of heaven that you need to be liking your own posts. You're not that funny. <laughs> Nobody cares that much. You don't it's it's terrible. I don't know who does it and I'm sorry. Oh. I had a friend who had a girlfriend and she would like her own posts and do Funny reactions to whenever she did jokes and it was really annoying and he didn't think she was a psycho she ended up being a psycho and that's that's my thoughts on that have a great day it's because he's
0: would. in enneagram
1: if, three if I don't like what I say why do I <laughs> if, if I don't like what I say why do I even say it but you're not supposed to laugh at your own jokes it's like a comedian going up there now Mitch Hedberg, Hedberg can do, do it because he's no, awesome no, like all that time. Sinbad
2: and Seinfeld and Robin Williams and all those guys will be in the middle of telling a joke. And then they'll start just laughing at the thought that popped in their head. And they go with it. And sometimes they can't even barely tell it because they're laughing so hard. Those are the best jokes. When you can make your own self laugh when you know your own punchline, that's amazing. It's like like tickling
0: yourself. Well, so the answer is Theo and I don't. But you do because you're an Enneagram 3.
1: Ew! This is just... Oh my, How are we on the same podcast together? I can't, I can't even right now. All You're right. such a Gen Xer.
0: <laughs> You're also in your late thirties and you still feel like an eighteen-year-old inside. Absolutely. Let's talk. Let's talk about that, Jimmy.
2: I I've just thought it an interesting phenomenon because <laughs> when I was in my late teens and early twenties, I would look at somebody in their you know mid thirties and forties and stuff like that and think, man, they're just so different. Um, and they just seem to have a different mentality and disposition and and things like that. But as I've gotten older, I still feel like I'm that 18-year-old kid. And I'm like, mm. man, I can't believe people trust me to do millions of dollars worth <laughs> of financial decisions on <laughs> behalf of big, evil corporations. Like, you know, I can't believe I used to have to go to court and argue with people over whether we should foreclose on their house or not. Like, like don't they know I still laugh at Beavis and Butthead jokes? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's
0: still part of you that's young. Do you do you feel that way too Theo that there's still a young part of you and you're like I can't believe I get to do this like a real adult?
1: Um so when I was at the um uh, the other job where I was in purchasing and Dealing with millions of dollars of assets and all that kind of stuff, it was like, why, why am I doing this? I mean, I thought, I knew it was qualified and all that kind of stuff, but it's just like this is crazy. Um, now I think I get hit with the other people think like, and so, then also I always feel young because I hang out with people who are younger than me in general. Right. And um, but and then of course now my job, I'm hanging out with teenagers, so you know, it's, hey, it's all good. But like, I think now I'm getting slapped with the other thing where like because I'm hanging out with teenagers and because, you know, I, I don't act like an adult all the time, like, or as they think an adult should be, they don't take me seriously. And so I'm running into that, like, that first Timothy type thing of people not looking down on you because of your age. It's like, like, oh. dude, I'm, I'm older than you. Or like, you know, it's just because I haven't like owned my own house. doesn't mean that I don't know how this kind of stuff works. You don't have to look down on me because of that. And, um, so I think that kind of happens a lot because like I'm mid thirties and it's like people wouldn't necessarily I don't look it I don't act like it or, but what does it mean to be mid thirties and that's a whole side of the thing.
0: You know um, the podcast episode that I released this week I think I said that I'm 43 I'm actually turning 42. So <laughs> I'm, like getting, I'm like getting I'm like- getting ahead of myself with my gray chin hairs, um but um I I think having children maybe changes this a bit for me. I think so. Um, and so I'm kind of looking at my children. And it's like, I've got one kid that's a rock star. Um, you know, I got another kid who's like becoming TikTok famous by creating a religion centering around Shrek. And then that <laughs> who knows what my daughter's going to do, but she is hilarious and she cracks me up and we joke with each other every morning. But it's like, I guess maybe maybe trying to understand things through their eyes brings some youth to me. But I also have a sense that I have this experience to share. And so I feel a certain level of maturity. Um, but the fact that I still relate to my kids in ways that maybe the previous generations didn't, makes me feel useful and I was telling my kid I'm like you know I feel like I understand your generation better than you know my parents would have understood my generation and I think like part of it too is that like previous generations it didn't it wasn't what you did right like you just come down on the next generation right like you don't you don't try to understand them like come on now and so, but it's like it's just interesting understanding their culture because it is really a different world for them. It is, and they got weird terms for stuff, and they've got like what do you call it like discord servers I'm like what what's a discord server? I just gotta to explain today what that is, and it's like, well, it's like it's like kind of like a chat room, I guess, right. Yeah. And they can meet people. And, you know, he's made friends, you know, all over the world on these Discord servers. And they put together that TikTok account. And it's like they're like they're like over like a thousand people right now wow. uh, following them. And he just went live today. And he walked yeah, in while I was working. Yeah, he he did live because you have to be at like I think it's a thousand or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. So he's like do you like.
2: What was that? I was gonna say it's funny though because like I talked to my mom some recently about this and she's in her mid-60s and she's like you know I still feel inside like I did when I was 18 years old yeah and so I don't know that it ever really changes like the only thing I could think of like internally that I feel like is changed like that makes me feel older on the inside and I'm not talking about like physical stuff I mean obviously like you know, getting off the floor and sitting Indian style is not what it used to be <laughs> when I was like 12. Um, but uh, like some recently, some kids were deciding to use my driveway this 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 year <laughs> as a skateboard ramp. Yeah, and, uh, and they were doing, you know, while I wasn't home. This is before covid. They were oh. our, our ha- house is on a little bit of a hill and we have, kind of have a steep driveway. And while we weren't home, I caught some kids on my security camera using my driveway as their skateboard ramp and using their bikes. And then they were just bailing in my neighbor's yard across the street because, you know, they didn't quite know how to control themselves going down so fast. So they just crashed in the yard across the street. And I put out a all points bulletin on next door to say, hey, get off my lawn. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who these kids are. Um, but they don't have permission. They didn't ask for permission. I don't grant them permission. And, you know, and then I was like kind of stern and just, just not that I really felt it, but I just drive home the point that, um, like I didn't really appreciate these kids trespassing on my property and possibly doing something that could get themselves injured. And then as a result of them getting injured on my property, their parents are going to be, uh, Karens and Kens and decide to sue me for their kid's broken bone um which is something that happens um you know and so i was just like hey i don't know who these kids are please let them and their parents know they do not have permission to use my driveway as their skateboard ramp i haven't had a problem since um but i felt like man i'm having a very get off my lawn sort yeah. of moment <laughs> but uh like that's the, that's the closest i felt for not feeling 18 anymore
0: well, and, and I think that's it. And I think like Theo, it's the same thing too. You're working with children. I think that's when you realize you're an adult. Like you're like, I have to be an adult here. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, and then it's, and they're like, and then I'm over here, like I I brought it, I made a throne when I was in my first year of architecture school and it's full size It's six feet tall, three feet wide and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I built this back in 2004. Uh, and then I was like, this is older than you guys. Holy crap. And I just like, <laughs> I brought my keyboard. Cause I'm leading worship. And I don't like the piano that they have at the keyboard they have there. And so I brought my keyboard in and I look up like I was, like, oh, when is this? Cause I've had this for a while. The keyboard was manufactured, stopped being manufactured in uh, 1999. So oh, that wow. keyboard is 21 years old. It's considered <laughs> vintage. I don't know how, but it's considered <laughs> vintage. And like, I've had it since forever. So this is older than all my youth. Um, and but that that's what I use. And it, it sounds really good. So but it's just like I'm like, holy crap, I am old because I still See, think I wanna, like 20 years ago is like the 80s.
0: Like it, it's important to me to be relevant and be, you know, up on things and yeah. be able How to relate do, kids? To, to the youth. But at the same time, I'd like to think I've accumulated some wisdom over the years. Yeah. Um, But I'm not. And we did this before on ADD Masterminds. I was like. Those old people that are like, I know things about things. Yes. It's like, <laughs> I am i don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for me, often it's just like, I'm going to state something from my experience. And if they don't believe me, they don't believe me. Like, it's okay. I don't okay. need to assert my experience. Right. And so, I don't know. I And the mo- older I get, the more I realize I'm like, I just want to demonstrate things and not talk about what kind of person I am. I'd rather show people what kind of person I am. And if people get it wrong, that's all well and good. Like, yeah, it was kind of funny because I made this post about, I don't want a revolution. And one of my friends posted under that. Well, that's, that's speaking from privilege. You'd be fine if things didn't change. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let him think that because if he can't see that, I'm not like that. Yes. Then that's on him. Like, that means he's already I mean, added
2: you to the list of people that be under the guillotine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, his, um, his inner Karen, the dog was, yes. um, barking and it's okay. Karen, the dog will settle down she'll take a little nap. She'll be okay.
1: I think that for some people it's just they just they want, they're so waiting to be able to call somebody out cuz they see it kind of happening all the time and they think, "Oh, if I call it out, then it will be good." And I think it's
0: Well, and I mean it's no different either. Like I've got I've got you know, I've got a couple of young young people in my uh, life I... who are a certain type of warrior. And so they think that they got to call this stuff out. And I'm like, I understand. I understand you want to fight for justice and all this stuff. But if your first step is to call some somebody anything phobic, um, they got their backs up already and there's no conversation. Yeah. And so I think with any of this stuff, if we're going to call out bad behavior, that's fine. Like to say, well, Maybe those aren't the right words to say that. Or I'm curious, like, is this really what you're trying to say? (laughs) Because a lot of times people say outlandish things and we can call them names and that'll make us feel good. But it's kind of like the dog is biting them and it doesn't really solve any problem. Right.
1: That's fair. Yeah. We
2: we Uh, should strive to be the people who call somebody out. Like, I think there's a rush In our culture, especially in social media, to be the first to call somebody out, to be the first to put somebody in their place, to be the first one to put on uh, their sackcloth and ashes and, you know, eat wild honey and, you know, go John the Baptist. Or no, he didn't do sackcloth and ashes. He did uh, camel's hair. Uh, But, uh, you know, we, we have that rush to want to be the call out person. I think there's something fundamentally broken about us as a people if that's our desire to be the person who calls other out. Like, If you're calling somebody out, it should be something that you couldn't help but do because the situation demanded it and you were compelled to do so against your better judgment, um, not something I, that you just rushed
0: into to be that guy. I would flip that too, though. If you're the person called out – like that better have been something that you absolutely had to say that was unpopular. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's like my, my mantra, you know, it's uh, don't be quick to offend. Don't be quick to be offended. And it's like, that's, that's how we live at peace with each other. And that's how we can actually have civil discourse. Right. Yeah. I think we are done.
1: Thanks,
0: guys. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Not a problem.
2: I'm going to have to wash my hands after this one.
0: (laughs) I got some (laughs) URL. Well, catch you on the flippity-floppity. Toodaloo. Flip, flip.
1: Air Smudge.